This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Author and uh, cultural critic Sandy Lemmel has written an opinion piece saying any of those who were teenagers during the 1976 student upheavals are the first generation of African adults to raise children who cannot speak their own mother tongues. He says the trend to speak mostly English and now Chinese has grown worse as the country marks the 47th anniversary of the student uprising and 29 years of democracy. And the uprise, student uprising, that's where we get our youth day from. Uh, let's speak to Sandy Lememela around his op- uh, opinion piece and necessarily what is the, the, the take there. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Capricorn Talk. Hey, Ngamuna. Thank you very much for the uh, honor and privilege. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. And uh, good evening to, to you too. Good it's evening. Beautiful Thank African you. night. Ah, good evening. Thank you. It is indeed a beautiful African night. So your opinion piece looks at the upheavals in, in, in 1976, what the battle was. Uh, there, there were obviously many issues that the youth wanted, but what um, sparked the protest, the ones that we now commemorate. Take, take us through your thought process there. Look, man, uh, Gamula, uh, it's actually a reflective piece. And for me, it's significant that uh, it was run by the Sowetan, which is a newspaper that is part of our history and heritage and experience as uh, uh, black people, you know. Uh, It's a reflective piece where one takes stock, you know. We look back and we remember uh, that uh, an unexamined life and history is not worth living when you think about it. Whatever you do or don't do, it's something that you should think about. So I wrote this piece to look at where we are, if anywhere, and how we got to be where we are, you know? Mm. You must remember that in three years' time, it will be 50 years Mm. since the June 16 upheavals. And at this point, where it's 47 years, uh, we need to ask, what did we set out to achieve as young uh, people of South Africa? Uh, do we still remember what uh, the struggle was about? Because it wasn't simply about uh, Africans. Mm. There was more to it than that. And above all, we need to make that connection between uh, the, their parents and grandparents and the youth of today and uh, ask if our children know or even understand or let alone remember the details of what happened in June 16. And the answer is really alarming and disturbing. Mm. Uh, of course, we were young. I remember that it was around 14, 15 at the time. Mm. And we're black, we're beautiful, we're proud and bold, you know, yes. quite idealistic and ambitious and highly political, if you like, uh, willing to uh, lay down our lives. Mm. for the promotion of African self-love self love and pride, including the promotion of our languages. But we do need to take a pause and look back with how far have we come after 47 years. And as you say, that it's a reflective piece. How do you answer that question that you pose, whether the issues that the youth were fighting for have been attained since then? Yeah, look, man... Uh, have they been unt- attained or not? That's a very uh, pertinent question, uh, uh, which throws us into what one can call an existential uh, crisis, mm. which is about who are you 
and why are you on earth? Mm. Have they been answered? Have they been attained? There is no right or wrong answer missing. You know, it's about how you choose to look at things. But the piece is reflective and connects us to where we come from. Mm. It wasn't just about opposition to Africans. It was about our plans and vision to mainstream African identity or pan-Africanism. You must remember that at the time, the dominant philosophy and political vocabulary was black consciousness, right? Mm, yes. So we wanted to mainstream our Africanness, right? Mm. And then we have to ask, have we attained that today? Not quite. Maybe we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves because, yes, we may have opposed Africans, but we did not think through what we were going to substitute it with, okay. what the alternative program was going to be, right? We're having a conversation with Sandile Memela looking at the opinion piece that he wrote, that uh, it's a reflective piece from 1976 to now. Where are we as a country? So you have done the exercise, of course, and you say there's no, perhaps, no correct answer. But when you weigh the scales for and against what kind of progress have we made it's very interesting especially after listening to the radio sport you know yeah about 10 years ago i was at the department of arts and culture and this a spokesperson okay. and i remember that one of the uh, campaigns that i had to pursue was the fact that each province had the right to introduce uh, three languages uh, that would dominate the area, right? And uh, be uh, preferably at the language of communication. And Limpombo specifically yes. hit the headlines because uh, the parents they refused to have an African language as a medium of instruction and preferred English. A serious indictment. When we think about uh, June 16 and where we come from and what we wanted to achieve. Mm. So where are we today? It's not an easy answer to give. But if we use the intention of 1976 as a a standard, the criteria, we wanted African languages. And what's happening now? African languages continue to be marginalized despite the fact that they are protected by the Constitution. But it's not easy for us to say maybe we'll fail because it's a very complex and fluid situation that we find ourselves in. Do we want to be part of the global village? Mm-hmm. Can African uh, languages really be a, a primary player in the global stage? I don't have answers for that. It's something that the youth of today should answer. But uh, yeah, man, it's a difficult one and uh, it's something that we need to think about. But if we use the background and context of 1976, we're far from what we wanted to do because even today, mm. black parents continue and struggle mm. and battle with having to help their children to do Africans' assignments. Mm. And uh, if you don't pass Africans, there is something that happens to your marks and your progress. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you, you and we have that this conversation on on language and the premise of perhaps largely the upheavals that we've seen. But the other part of the conversation today would be youth unemployment. When you began, you spoke about the 
ambitions that the youth had at that time, the hopes that they harbored of a great future. What is your contribution to that conversation with the difficulties that are there, high levels of unemployment now and so on? Yeah, you know, uh, unemployment, poverty, and uh, inequality, these are things that are inherent in the economic system that we live in. In fact, this economic system is not designed to produce employment, to produce a relatively uh, well standard of living for everybody, to produce equality. It's not designed to deliver that. And it's delusional for anyone to think so. So with the unemployment that we have, it's a product of the economic system which continues to be supremacist, which continues to be racist, which continues to be uh, patriarchal, which continues to be exploitative and oppressive and underpaying people. So it's not a mistake that we are where we are. Mm. But however, the youth itself needs to do what it can to uh, claim and take back the levers of power, especially in terms of influencing government, to make sure that there are programs that cater for them to have opportunities to, uh, you know, uh, determine their own destiny, their own future, and be able to create their own uh, work, Mm. economic opportunities that they can use to make money for themselves and have a meaningful life. Just briefly, this comment just caught my attention, just came on uh, on our WhatsApp. It's a comment from one of our listeners saying, the youth of 1976 is in government implementing apartheid with far more destructive consequences. Do you have any comment on that? It's difficult to deny that uh, accusation because I think that I'm part of that generation and we have become part of an economic system that we supposedly fought against. What we are doing today is, as the youth of 76, looking for opportunities for us and as individuals and our families to be as comfortable as we can be under this system that does not and will not deliver the things that we fought for. It's a serious indictment, but until such time that we acknowledge that, we are not going to move forward because we do have the power, but what do we do? I mean, corruption is rampant, bribery is common, self-enrichment is the way of life. Yeah, it's a serious indictment because we have lost sight of the vision, not only in terms of what 76 was about, but Mm. what we wanted this new south africa to be and the youth are the ones who must take their own place and push for the kind of society that they want for themselves because tina we are at the dusk of our lives the future doesn't belong to us anymore it belongs to anyone who is under 30 who is at high school and uh, uh, they must make the society that they want for themselves all right thank you very much mr mamela appreciate your time Gamola, thank you very much for the uh, opportunity, man, and uh, all the best and uh, 
yeah, let's not remember, let's not forget who we are and where we come from and why we are here. Thank you very much. Good evening. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.